Busting out the gates already. Season two, <laughs> episode two. Atsukoku Podcast. I'm your gracious co yeah. Koku Asuma, aka Kenny Sawa, aka the Dark Chocolate One. I, I'm gonna throw oh. another one. I'm gonna throw in another aka every episode. Just wow. We're gonna do a quiz after every episode. <laughs> just so I know you're paying attention. Winner gets a $25 gift card. Courtesy of oh. Apple. Courtesy of Apple. <laughs> <Wait. laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> put me on blast. <laughs> but I'm your co-host, Koku Asuma, um, along with my other co-host. Oh, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> well, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that we uh, that we made it to this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Koku's been nice trying to... to Yo, good to meet you too. We have a guest here today. <laughs> we have a guest. She jumped in. She said, "Forget Alex. Forget Alex." I said, "You said I'm shocked." I said, "Hello, shocked. Nice to meet you." <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yo, y'all, y'all know what it is, man. It's uh, it's it's Alex, the the other one. Um, <laughs> no, and... <laughs> no, don't don't breach yourself like that. <laughs> the other one no come on put your tens up you already know you know what i'm gonna hold my head high <laughs> i dropped my crown i just picked it up pick it up King. it's your boy man uh-huh. it's alex lewis lewis alex 10 put your tens up your we tens in up. here episode <laughs> two season two mm-hmm. rolling on 22s Ooh. Actually, nah, I got a kid. Yeah, yeah I'm a, I got a Honda. <laughs> 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 but uh, we gas. out here. We out here. Yes. And Back. we got a special guest. Actually, we got a special episode in general. This wow. is a fr- I think this is the first time we're recording with someone else in our respective room or our respective place. I think so. Yes. This is the first time. Very special. Yo, episode. this is damn post vax. We're vaxxed up. We're <laughs> all vaxxed up. Okay. It's about to be scary. Like I was thinking about this. Like soon we're going to be recording together. If if you want to, True. I don't know. I don't True. know. True. True. <laughs> like that's I want me, it. And, me and Alex only seen each other in person four times. Three three of which like we only like traded something. Oh, true. Yeah, like we traded desserts. Um, we traded books. We went on a walk. Oh, might have been only three. Damn, that walk hit different though. That walk was bussing. <laughs> that walk was something else. But not to forget the fact of the matter, we got a very important guest, very special guest, very good friend of mine. Um, you want to introduce yourself? No, I want you to introduce. Okay, me. all right. We got the the most prolific, the 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 most talented, one of the Sheesh. most inspirational people I know in this city, nay, in this world. <laughs> wow. Ooh. Alex, I'm Ooh. sorry. Daniel, I'm Ooh. sorry. <laughs> Y'all the homies, but you got to give it up with Michaela Luther King. Baby applause. I'm going to add on, was it DJ Drama? No. Um. <laughs> 
Uh, Where'd you find this? Where'd you find this? <laughs> to make it hot. But yes, in the on the podcast today, Michaela. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna live up to that title or those expectations, but uh, I'm a funny person, so we'll see. Very funny. Very, That's what we, very what we like to hear. Welcome. Very, very, very big into music, which is something we like to talk about a lot on this podcast. It's true. It's true. And speaking Some of that, would say this is a music podcast. That yo, I was talking to the um, the homie Lene, who's on our anime yeah, episode, yeah, yeah. and she was like, she likes our podcast as we talk about music, but we also like kind of branch out into different topics mm-hmm. as well. Which I mm-hmm. feel like it's kind of cool because I don't really know like a lot that. of things. I don't I like. I know it. like two I'm things. actually <laughs> one. I'm things. I'm always surprised when people listen. That's yes. always a fun. That's always a fun surprise. Yeah. But then two, and they're like yo, I like this, or mm-hmm. like, I don't really like podcasts, but I like y'all's. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. So, I saw the homie, you. one of your homies, Nick. Yeah, yeah, I saw him, I met him in person one time. He was at my workplace and he was like, fan of the podcast. I'm like, yo, my pet, you, you listen to it? I, I feel like I, I have to apologize because like, you know, it's reckless. It gets chaotic at it any does, moment. It does. It does. But I think that's what people like the most. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, should we jump in? Let's jump in. And since this is a music podcast, like we stated earlier, we like to talk about music we've been listening to for the past week or past two weeks, three weeks since the last time we recorded. Yeah, it's know. been a minute. You know, we're 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 easing into this season. Yes, it's it's different. <laughs> we're trying to catch up with our own lives as well as the podcast. So. Okay. <laughs> Alex, you want to kick it off what you've been listening to for the past couple weeks? Well, I'll begin. Um, I went down a JoJo rabbit hole yesterday. And the movie? No. I wish that was a movie. I wish that was a movie. JoJo Rabbit. Um, is it no. who is JoJo Rabbit? <laughs> no, you don't know who JoJo is. Is it JoJo Rabbit the movie about like Germany? Huh? <laughs> no, let's get it off. That's why this ain't a movie podcast. <laughs> I told you, I only know two things. <laughs> My man. <laughs> okay, okay, I okay. do not contain multitudes. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but wait, you know who JoJo is, though? JoJo, the singer. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, old school singer. Not old school, but like. Yeah, that white singer. woman be singing. She did a Marmon's Room um, remix, right? She did. Yeah. She did. Mm-hmm. See, I told you I know music. Yeah. <laughs> shout out. Shout out, JoJo. Shout out, JoJo. Um, yeah. Been bumping some JoJo. I don't know why, but like yesterday, I just kind of hit play on her artist page on Spotify. It was just like, damn, she's got some pops. I, I like, I just forgot. I was like, wow, she, she really was in her bag for a time there and she's put out some like recent music since and it was actually sounding really nice so mm. shout out jojo all right um and one of my like pastimes recently i don't know if y'all mess with youtube tv or whatever but there's a channel on there called mtv classics mm. and they just play like they'll have like kind of different segments of programming, like based on genre, but they'll do like, just like different periods where like all they're doing is playing music 
videos. And so it could be like mm. total request playlists and they just play like a bunch of like different kind of, you know, like billboard hits or whatever during the time. Or they'll be like, yo, hip hop mix. And it's just like kind of hip hop, like through the, uh, through the years. But with that, like uh, what came on the other day? Uh, shit, bad? Yin Yang Twins and Mike Jones. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the South. You know, you, you gotta love yeah. <laughs> that song. It awoke something in me. Mm-hmm. Like it, something moved in my spirit. You got crunk. That's what it was. Yo, when that music video came on, yo, I like. It had been years since I had seen Mike Jones. Just mm. like Who? his presence. My job, and it, yo, it's incredible. So shout out Mike Jones, mm-hmm. shout out Yang Yang Twins, shout out JoJo, taking it back, and that's all the I nine, got. Nine two thousands. That's all I got. Can I tell a story? Quick story about Mike Jones. So the homie I grew up with, Terry Reeves, shout out him. He's a rapper, goes by King Tut, and um, King Tut? he was like the he was like the first person. Like in our neighborhood, or first one of the first people I met that was like really about his music at a young age. So like we always we didn't clown we clowned him because like like it's like oh of course he would to be a rapper like that kind of stuff. But like no like he was like really like following his like what he really wanted to do. But um, as he got to adulthood, he started making more music, started reaching the artists, and he has a song with Mike Jones, which is just <laughs> interesting. No, I'm, I'm not sure if he was able to release it because he said like there was like a weird dispute with his. Um, Mike Jones label and his management. So yeah. he played it for us at least, but check out King Tut on Spotify. That's the homie. Yeah. If, you, if they had a King Tut baby, I should say the full name. Well, this is, uh, what was Mike Jones' phone number? <laughs> he be like a... Oh my God. Was if it like 981 330? If you remember it on top, Alex, we gotta quit this one. If you, it, you know, if I'm out and I'm having a good enough time, I could recite it with my eyes closed. Like, <laughs> just, like, just scream it. But yeah, I feel like you gotta be at like a different level where like that do. just it, it just enters <laughs> into your being. But yeah, shout out Mike Jones. Shout out Mike Jones. Who next? Um, I think I I'll be next. Um, so. This these couple of weeks I've been listening to my Spotify daily, like uh, my weekly roundup, the mm-hmm. kind of the oh, yeah. radar thing, mm-hmm. and it's been giving me some fire. Like um, I've listened to these dudes called uh, the AG Club. Okay. They're from I think they're from Texas, but their sounds like Brockhampton and um, and um, ASAP Mob meet. Like it's so so good, oh, and like they're young. I think they're like sixteen, seventeen, but they have like a really dope sound, really fun, really live, really like hype. Like I can reminds me of just like freshman year of college, just running around acting reckless. It was so dope. <laughs> um, then I've been listening to a lot of um, UK rap, which is funny because I made fun of it so bad like early on. But I, there's this dude named Blanco that has a fire song, so dope called Pull Up. <laughs> So smooth, just straight up vibes. Then we talked about Bukhari last last time on the podcast. Yeah, we yeah. talked about um, Slow Tie, which I still been bumping, and other artists like that. Mm-hmm. Tom Mish, like dope people. Um, Shout out UK, UK man, like they they got some bangers. There's this show on Netflix that I love, and for some reason I'm blanking on the name. Ooh. 
but I think Drake does something with it now. Um, but oh my gosh, Top Boy. Top, Top Boy. Boy. Oh, Top Boy is really good, and they have some like really cool uh, UK hip hop artists Ooh, in it too. That's what I love. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you're gonna watch Top Boy, you have to watch the like original like OG Top Boy okay. from like the maybe like 2010 ish. Oh wow! And then there's like this random like lag in time, and now like, it just got picked back up. But it's really, really good. Okay. Is that and, the is that what Idris Elba? I don't you can't ask names. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm sorry, I don't know movies. I know. Like, no. you just out, like I don't do like when people are like, oh like this actor. I'm like mm. uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Speaking of Idris Elba though, and there's a there's <laughs> there's a point to all this. Um, <laughs> I was watching the uh Damn, the uh, Isley Brothers just came here to chill music video. Okay. And Idris Elba's in that joint. Oh, that was really? like, <laughs> Yes. Is he just sitting down? Chilling? He was like, they, I mean, the way they set it up was like this whole kind of like movie thing where he came in and he was sort of like kind of, uh, you know, like making eyes with one of the girls there who I guess was like, together with uh ronald isley and then like she she like seduces him and like oh. handcuffs him to the bed it takes a turn it's a different kind of top boy yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he like tried to steal some jewelry the girls stole the back and then like ronald that isley and his boys like dealt with <laughs> idris elba and oh. i don't really know what happened from there because they were like they were like to be continued and then there was never another music video oh. <laughs> oh, this is open to interpretation Rude. yeah so it's yes. just it's just yeah, out there sure. in the out there in the ether so <laughs> i don't know shout out idris elba He's out he's, here. He's an interesting character because, like, he he DJs, he he raps, sings sometimes. Like, he's just Elba's, like the next Donald Glover. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm put that out there. He's probably older than him. But... Well, I googled who he is, <laughs> <laughs> and he was exactly who I thought he was. Mm-hmm. So that makes me feel better. <laughs> but I don't know if he's a top boy. I tried uh, to see, and there wasn't a lot of information. Dang. So. Yeah, you have to watch and find out. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> teaser. Let's <Nameless> plug. <laughs> You're not even in it. You get it. Michael is actually the top boy. Oh, <laughs> the titular character. <laughs> Michaela, what have you been listening to? Um, definitely on the same wave as um, Alex, but throwing it back a little bit further. <laughs> Um, so I just finished just really dope hip hop class. If you go to OSU, you should definitely take Dr. Raw's class. I think it's like FM 3460 or something. And it's just about like the history of hip hop. One of the best classes I've taken definitely so far. Another shameless plug. Like, not getting <laughs> 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 don't, don't give money to these institutions. We're trying to divest. We're trying to divest. But nah, so definitely really got me into exploring more hip hop. Yeah. Um, early stuff. Um, so definitely a lot of 90s hip hop. 80s hip hop is kind of too like bibbity boppity boo for me. Yeah, <laughs> but definitely 90s hip hop. And then um, yesterday I went to an antique store 
and they had a bunch of records so I went through there and I've been wanting a maze record for a while and mm. one just fell into my arms mm. for four dollars mm. and it's the album Joy and Pain which I know a few songs from but I never listened to like the actual album so I was doing that like on repeat today and I was like yo they, man, like music don't sound like this no more. Yeah, like, they don't, what were they do it like this no more. Do it like this no more. The girls are not coming like this. Like I was like, wow. Like, I definitely like, especially side one. I had to be like, hold on, I'm not ready to book it yet. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's Rewind. definitely where I'm at, and I'm always, I'm definitely like a very big like '70s '80s music person, anyways. Mm -hmm. So that's usually where I'm at as far as music is concerned. So. So that's cool. I uh, I was listening to, I made this like back in the day, this playlist with a buddy called, the Quiet Storm. for whatever reason, we called it the Sleep Mix. <laughs> and it was like, just like 70s, 80s, 90s R&B. And just like a mix of like me and Mrs. Jones, cause uh -huh. I love you, Lenny Williams, and like Teddy Pendergrass, <laughs> like, and for that, like, for whatever reason, like we just went into like straight like old black granddad mode and would just like kick back, just yes. put on those songs. And yes. Oh, it's everything. So I definitely have one of those playlists. Mine's called Mmm, That's Love. Oh, man. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, that's what I call music. I think it's four. I just hope some like um, programmer at Spotify just somehow comes upon that playlist. It's like, what? <laughs> what? Why? Why is this happening? Fun fact about Teddy Pendergrass. Um, not really a fun fact at all about him. <laughs> um, before my Instagram name was Michaela Luther King, it was Mickey Pendergrass. And I tried to convince people that he was my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there were some people who were like, no, not Teddy Print. I was like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like, that's so close to Grandpa. That's pretty like close. Like, <laughs> you know, I couldn't even. I wasn't even more like, oh, like my third cousin. Yeah. No, I was like my grandfather. That is my grandfather. I, I mean, I think every like family has like a story. It's like, oh, you know, um, um, Bob Marley's my sister. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> Bob Marley's my, my sister. sister. <laughs> but but is she? I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. <laughs> like, every but you like can't you can't check them on it. You can't check them. <laughs> They're just so confident. I I don't know if it's a lie or they really think it. Like, cause someone else lied to them. But I I definitely thought because my dad had locks um, since I since I was born. Since I knew him. Like my first memories. Since of him. I knew him. Since my I first memories of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shook his hand. I looked up. He had locks. I was like, oh, my good sir. <laughs> Um, but, uh, and he always used to say, like, he's half Jamaican, and I thought I was half Jamaican for the long time. Oh, my dad used to do this. <laughs> See, it's like, my dad was like, yeah, like, I'm Rasta, like, and he it. was, yeah, yeah. I thought it, he, he wrote, he wore that, like, that one, like, um, weave hat all the time with, like, the red and yellow. No. I thought, and I, I thought, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm Ghanaian, but my dad's, <laughs> that's what I would say. Uh, I would say, I'm Ghanaian, but my dad's somehow Jamaican. <laughs> Yo. So wild. You just got that from the gas station, man. Yeah, <laughs> truly. That's Literally. a funny part. He probably did. Literally. But yeah. Oh my God. Not my family's lying to your kids. 
<laughs> I can't wait to think of who my life or my kids is going to be. It's going to be a good one. I'm going to say I um I uh, me and ASAP Rocky used to shoot dice. <laughs> Not shoot dice. <laughs> me and ASAP yeah. Rocky or something. I'm going to say Adonis is my son. <laughs> Yeah, Pusha, your son, though. Pusha's gonna come for you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want them problems. It's true. It's true. I was just watching a video uh, Drake posted on his Instagram of him showing Adonis LeBron highlights. Have y'all seen that? Mm, no, it's so strange. <laughs> that's so. That sounds like something Drake would post on his yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Oh, it was the most like. It was the most like Drake video. Like the phone is like three inches away from Adonis's face, and he's just like he's got the phone on the like the computer with the highlights. He turns it back to Adonis, and like the whole time, little boy, little dude is just like captivated, just like oh my gosh, yeah. I think he says at like one point at the end, he's like. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Wait, so his son is like old enough to understand basketball and stuff now? Yeah. Like how old is I that just... child? So Scorpio came out two years ago at this point. And Drake was hiding him for the five years prior to that. So his oh, son's really? his son's like 18 right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> his son is it's like I think his son's probably three or four. Yeah. And he's got like the he's got like the tight ass cornrows in too. Really? Like, yeah. Bro. <laughs> that was the only way I know him is like this big blue eyed child. Yeah. Yes. Like cornrows. Yes. I'm like, okay, I can't believe they let Drake have a kid. They, I don't think Drake Drake didn't want to. I'm not gonna say that. That's mean. Drake, Drake definitely would have kept this under wraps if he could. If he wasn't, we would have never known. We would have never known. It's not a bad thing at all. Yeah. Think. Nah. That's nah. understandable. Yeah, I don't think. It was probably a nice 17 years. Yeah, if he could have, he would have let it last 23 years. That would have been hilarious. What if one day someone was just like, I'm Drake's son, and everyone at school is like, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have. Like, you're lying. Like, <laughs> he has 12 albums out. None of them are about you. Like, you're not lying. <laughs> Then There's you not got like song of you crying. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. There's no Adonis. Then you got like LeBron. You got LeBron's son, who's like, what is he like? He's like LeBron James Jr. Yeah. Like, like there was no hiding like who you are at that point. He, can, he was six, like, three. I just, I remember there was like some headline at one point like LeBron's son is just uh, like he's bummed it kind of everybody thinks of him as LeBron's son. And it's like, yo, your literal name is LeBron's son. LeBron. <laughs> the name is LeBron's son, James <laughs> Jr. Your middle name is son. There's no escaping. Does he play basketball too? He I does. Celebrities he, know what they do, so I don't know. Yeah, a lot of celebrity, I guess celebrity kids, like they kind of stay in the shadow unless like they do like play basketball or start like yeah. doing music. What's your... Let's your Rev Runs kids. Rev, oh, shout out. Um, I think we talked about this before, how messed up it is. I think it's messed up because Diddy started rapping. That's like Diggy and 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 what's the what's the one younger than Diggy? What's his Diggy name? and Russie. Russie. And, and JoJo. JoJo was the one. JoJo was, JoJo was the one who was the JoJo original was a rapper. Like, he made the rap music. He was like the rapper kid first, right? He was. And then don't yes. have, doesn't he have daughters like Vanessa and, and uh, Angela? Angela. I got a crush on Angela. 
Shut up, your guy. But I always felt I always felt slight. I don't know why I felt personally attacked, but when JoJo was rapping, I was like, okay, he's doing his thing. Then Diggy came in and stole us like he became an XSL freshman. The dude could spit. He I remember he dropped, he uh, jumped on that Nas beat. Uh, the ship was uh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh shoot. It was the one with like the this is gonna not help any. There was the one with the gunshots in it. Oh, <laughs> made you look, made you look. No, yeah, you yeah. did not. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I don't sue things. That's hilarious. <laughs> Baking cakes. That's hilarious. <laughs> but then he did that. Uh... So, in like maybe like ninth grade, eighth or ninth grade, I remember Diggy had a song out and I tweeted about it and he favorited my tweet. And Ooh. I remember being like, yeah. I definitely screenshotted it and like made it like my like my header like on Twitter like oh wow <laughs> he didn't even reply he didn't even retweet you <laughs> no he just favored it and that was enough for me I was like he know this I exist I'm on this is it no that's real that's I uh I remember like early on I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast before but uh Logic tweeted at me. Whoa. It was like, yo. That's the white boy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, I say, yeah, he's mixed. Oh. <laughs> to be fair, I think he's... He is biracial, yeah. Okay, but Logic. He was, like, he, was like, he, was like, he was like, yo, I like your profile picture. Whoa. Like, it's dope. And I was like... Wait, what was your profile picture? <laughs> it was... Uh, <laughs> it was a selfie of me and, like, a stuffed bobcat at a friend's house. Huh. <laughs> what wait, so wait, did, 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 did you even follow Logic or he just like randomly like... No, nah, we were... It was weird because like at the time, like I just knew him as like this random like Maryland rapper and like he was still pretty like interactive with people who were like fans of him or like listening to his music. So it was probably like 20... It's either like 2009, 2010, like when he was in those French Sinatra like mixtapes. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. That, Shout out logic. that was just a weird time in social media. Like celebrities just had their own social media. Yeah. That's like when Rihanna and uh 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 what is her name? Tayana uh, Taylor were like beefing on. Oh, were you beefing? You don't remember that? Like when when like Rihanna posted her net worth <laughs> next to Tayana Taylor's and made Yo, like her yes, yes, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> That's back when like 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 uh celebrities were really just on like social media to like just be on social just media. Like there was no okay. such thing as like advertisements and like PR yet. No PR teams. <laughs> no filters. It was a different era. Rihanna yeah. used to cut up on social media. I remember one time, like when her and Chris Brown weren't dating, she like posted like a picture of her like laying next to him while he was dating like some other celebrity Jeez. girl. Like Rihanna used to go crazy on Twitter. Damn, <laughs> those were good days. Those were really good days. Good time. I got on social media late, so I never got to experience. Oh. I remember the, I, I didn't get on social media till I graduated high school, and I remember um, I I made an account. But I didn't tell anyone. Okay. My friends found it. But I had like a bunch of tweets on there. Like <laughs> zero followers. Yeah. <laughs> you just zero started you just, you just started out with an alt. You were like, <laughs> yo. 
And they're like, who are you tweeting at? Like, this makes no sense. This is like. <laughs> no followers, just vibes. No followers. I follow like 11 people. Zero followers. That's really funny. I love that. Yeah. Honestly, I miss those days. Yeah. Mm. It's messy. Yeah. It's messy nowadays. It's too messy. I, I, it's not messy enough, honestly. I think, I think, I think, it, could, I think it could be messier. Yeah. I think it, it should be messier. It could, I'm going to start Ooh. trouble. I don't want to start trouble. I want to see trouble. I want to watch celebrities just like yeah. be real people and like, how do you actually like feel and like deal with things? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> well, we saw Will Smith, like he did that post that <gasps> picture of him, like, this is the worst shape I've been in my life trying to be quote unquote real. But then I could turn into to an advertisement. An advertisement. <laughs> yeah, yo. I was <laughs> like, I was like, damn, capitalism strikes again. Oh <laughs> what if they God. paid him like, yo, eat like shit for the next year and it will pay off so big in 2021. Just follow the vision. Just follow the vision. Like, okay. <laughs> the, wild, the wild thing was, it's just like, bro, you just have like average dad bod. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, but I'm Will Smith. He said this is the worst. And like 20 million Americans are like, this is Do you think they'll have a red table talk about it? <laughs> Yo, they got it. He's got to go back to the table. He's got an entanglement with <laughs> Little Debbie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Jada's about to call him the task. Yeah. It's over for this. I'll get started looking at that picture. I was like, oh, it's not seen. I was like, I saw the Instagram post and I was just like, I feel like there's something deeper here. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is going to take a turn. Yeah. And it did. It he, did, as it always does. By November of this year, he's going to be like sculpted because he has, of course, all the best nutritionists, all the best gym members. Right. All the, so, but hey, good for him. He's trying to show people you can start from here and get to a point if you have millions of dollars. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're rich. <laughs> if you're rich. Only so, if you're rich. A, you can do anything. It's a good lesson for all of us. Yeah. You know? Oh, capitalism. Cap- gotta love it. It's, it's what it fuels it. us. <laughs> it's like at risk for type 2 diabetes, get rich. Get rich. <laughs> get rich. Uh, speaking of getting rich, I don't know sure if you guys are up with the cryptocurrency game. Yo, I heard that Elon Musk's baby like turned one, the one with like the weird name, and they're like, oh my God, like conspiracies of why it's like increasing. Oh, you think the baby's like a robot or? <laughs> Probably. Probably. I just heard it went up. Yeah, Dogecoin. Dogecoin is currently like the the uh, cryptocurrency to follow, the crypto coin to follow. Can you can you give us just like a short like talk to me like I'm a three year old explainer on Dogecoin? So Dogecoin it started like in 2012 as a meme, just a joke coin. They saw Bitcoin going up at that point. Bitcoin is probably at at two thousand dollars. Right now, Bitcoin is like at sixty thousand dollars. So they made Dogecoin as a joke, like, oh, since anyone can make this coin, because essentially anyone can, like, if we wanted to, we could make the Alex and Coco coin, because you just need a computer processing Yo, power. And put it in. <laughs> All right, by the end of this episode, by the time this episode releases, the Alex and Coco coin will be available to buy. <laughs> Yo, I'm just saying, we ain't we ain't making enough off this podcast yet. We might need to get, might need we need to get that Will Smith money. <laughs> anyone can make it. Like if, as long as you have the processing power of a computer to like generate this blockchain, which people use to, it's all fake. It's basically just like money is fake, all of it's fake. But it started off 
as a joke. So people were buying it like on Reddit, buying millions of Dogecoin. Like it was like a, a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of a cent. So you could buy like a million Dogecoins for like a penny. And they were like just giving it out for fun. Like the way like we would throw pennies, like if a penny falls on our pocket, we wouldn't care. That's the way people were treating Dogecoin. But somehow it started getting a movement. And as the years went on, that that initial investment of like a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of a cent started growing and growing. Then like Mark Cuban, um, Elon Musk, they started talking about it. Um, actual places started accepting that cryptocurrency as a form of payment. So now at this point, um, I think it's May 5th, Dogecoin just like rose again. It's at 70 cents. So the people who bought Dogecoin for that small amount. They have seven cents. They have they, they, they have like a hundred, a <laughs> hundred, a hundred thousand, like they have a hundred thousand dollars that multiplied it exponentially. Oh, like it's wait, crazy. They're, now, they're, hold up. Can you just like, it's like cash out? Can you just like cash out at the end of it? You can cash or? out, but it's like stocks essentially. So what people are afraid of now is there are these big whales in a sense that have uh, a huge chunk of the Dogecoin market. And if they all sell, that profit will drop. So who knows how long they're going to wait to sell? Because you can't essentially cash out at any time. And they'll like direct deposit money to you. Yeah, they'll do, whatever way you're doing it, it'll get to you. So um, it's wild. I, I had Dogecoin. This is fake. It, it's all fake. It's not, it's not like I've been. Like my brain is like, wait, this doesn't make sense. And I, I might be explaining this wrong. So if you were have a better way to talk about it. We can have you on if you want to explain crypto, but this is this is my like this is how I saw it or how I've been this reading about it. This is like your it. Wikipedia steps. Exactly. This is yeah, my this Wikipedia is my this wiki steps. I love this. But um it's crazy. Like I bought Dogecoin when it was at um four cents earlier this year. In so February. you bought it for four cents. I bought it for four cents, but I sold it two weeks ago and I, I didn't make a profit. But how right much? now can I not ask you that? Like, you guys want to know I made like I made like two hundred dollars from my initial investment. That's so cool. Cool. So they was like, here, Coco, $200. Exactly. Got to, got to receive You should have waited. I should have waited because right now it's at 70 cents. <clears throat> Could have got like 700 because I had a thousand Dogecoin because I got it for like $10. So you, you tell me I should go get some Dogecoin. If you and some want Bitcoin to. And some stocks. If you want to. Dogecoin's at 60, 70 cents right now. You can't buy it. It looks like it's on the uprise. Um, Elon Musk is going on SNL and people are saying that's going to be another spike in it. I've got to do it today. I'm not saying you should. I'm yeah, not a financial advisor. Alison Koku podcast sponsored by Dogecoin. <laughs> Guys, hear, hear me out. <laughs> this is a very um, volatile market. Volatile market. So, so but I'm only putting 60 cents in, so why does it matter? Well, yeah, so if, uh, essentially that's true. If you just want to buy 60 cents worth of Dogecoin, let's say it rises up to $20, you made a profit of 1940 So... Like there's a chance it could go up. The more you put, the more you get out. It's like ROI, return of investments, that kind of stuff. It doesn't make sense to me. It's, and so no. I'm probably never going to do it because it's, I'm like, this feels not it's real. Sense. It's like the the matrix. It's the cr- totally. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with um, NFTs? Mm-mm. I was about to, I was just about to ask you about those. Cause I was and like, I've, I keep hearing that come up too in the same conversation. Essentially the same thing. Blockchains, um, codes, ones and zeros of Pictures, essentially. This time it's just pictures. Yeah. Like, like cards, photographs. Photographs, memes, stuff like that. Like somebody bought like a tweet for like a ridiculous a, amount of money. Absurd amount of money. Like this is like 
to put it like to put it like easy way to understand remember pokemon cards pokemon cards are big right now too but yeah back in the day you had pokemon cards yeah you trade that it was a physical it was tangible and you had it but right now the big thing is he's just essentially just digital pokemon cards where you can trade it and essentially everyone can have it but you just have like a stamp that says hey i own this essentially but anyone can own it it's it makes no sense it like it commodifies I'm, art at to a, yeah. to a to a bigger extent it makes it annoying it makes it horrible. Thing, i feel like the thing that i'm still stuck on and i'm sure somebody has explained this at some point is like when you own it like what does that even like what does that mean in yeah. like actuality <laughs> nothing because you can't copyright it like you don't if someone else uses right. it, you don't own it. You don't get a percentage of what they use it for. Is you it just like so, a? Is it like a clout thing? It's a clout. Yeah, I was gonna say. So is it like when Blue Ivy bought that really expensive piece of art? It was like not Blue Ivy's, but it's like at her house. Yeah, exactly, exactly the same thing. Blue Ivy probably has her own house, by the way. No, she, she has um, many. Yeah. She True. has so a So does so Stormy. Oh, oh Stormy. all those babies are rich beyond our wildest imaginations. Damn. They said we're poor. Poor. And I, I'm okay with that. I I'm, like being poor. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not as exciting as mm -hmm. like buying Dogecoin and making Teslas. True. They probably got yeah. mad Dogecoin. They probably got mad. Yo, J J J <laughs> Yo, B, we got to buy Dogecoin. <laughs> Yo, oh, being man. rich must be so exciting. Like, yeah. the possibility is just endless. <laughs> endless. Endless. Like, it, literally. Like, people buy whole islands. We talked about Kim going to for her birthday to that island. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. That was a mess. Um, if, yeah, if I was rich, what would you do? What would I do? If I was rich, I think I would just, I don't, I don't want to be rich. That's the thing. I don't think I want I to be rich. I don't have a desire way. to. I really truly believe in like, like when you're rich, like life just, it's like, well, when you're rich to the point where like, you just have like so much money that mm -hmm. like dropping a thousand dollars means nothing to you. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's crazy. And I feel like life is not enjoyable because it's like, I could literally do anything at mm -hmm. all. So like, I'll do nothing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just like, I feel like that's not a good life. I feel like it probably actually isn't as great as like people who are poor think it is. But I think that like comfortable, like extra spending money, like yeah. rich, I bet that's nice. It's yeah. like, hmm. I work, I have a house, mm -hmm. I have a Tesla, that's, I go on vacation. That's all I need. But like billionaires, like nah. I'm Eat okay. Them. Who's the guy that's yeah. a trillionaire now? Amazon. What's his name? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I'm just like it's just wild how you can to like to be that rich to where like you could legitimately like in theory like make incredibly significant changes mm -hmm. in the world and, and like just never don't do. never <laughs> do never have never, never will that thought never crossed their brain they're like no I which is which is wild it's, like have you seen the videos of like um like the wealth distribution not the wealth distribution <laughs> but like uh 
like the they use like rice grains to like kind of show the difference between like our money versus like Jeff Bezos and it's like so yeah, these yeah, are yeah. nice little like two pounds of rice Jeff Bezos like so we're adding more yeah. <laughs> we're adding more right, bags right, of rice right. like we're actually like we can't scale it anymore and we still have more space and it's like if you have that much money like mm, like you could probably it wouldn't hurt you to like do good things and I wonder what that is they never like think to Mm-hmm. You're like hmm, world hunger. I could, I could, I could actually fix this like tomorrow. <laughs> and they're like, no, actually, no. I like my yeah. They're like, I, I like my power the way it is, <laughs> which is like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, it blows my mind. Yeah, you know, someone who talks about power and kind of relieving that power. Um, I think a quote is who goes little old Jermaine who took a seat at the rap game. He had power instead of keeping it for himself, he threw it out. Something similar to that um, quote on his, I think his junior album, Forest Hills Drive. But now we get to see this man come back. He is mm-hmm. coming back. I it's, saw it's, a cold world. it's like that uh the video where they're like when uh J. Cole Alvin found out he's dropping a new album and they're like Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that all over again. I never it's thought I would see that video again. relevant again. And here it is relevant. Because J. Cole announced the 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 fall off. Slated to release, yeah. I think May 15th. Oh, it's soon. It's soon. It's yeah, so, it's super soon. I like to do this really interesting thing where, like, when I know someone like really loves J. Cole, because some of the people who like love J. Cole love mm. J. Cole. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, mm-hmm. Kendrick's better. <laughs> and I don't feel that way at all. Like, like, I like them both equally, but I love watching how angry and how oh. defensive they get they're like but 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 <laughs> no features <laughs> no features it's always no features, features. He, he produces his own music and no features i'm like <laughs> yeah my kid is better i think i i love jay i've been listening to him like since like the come up since the warm-up came out but i do believe yeah, yeah. Right. objectively the best the better rapper Okay. Like he, like the 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 world's Kendrick creates within like the. I was just thinking about this like two days ago, like like Kanye and Kendrick, the world's they can create in the span of an hour and thirty minutes. It's amazing because I was listening to um, you Kendrick's song off of Tibet Butterfly" and just like yeah. the the amount of emotion and like sing death. about me, sing about me. One of my oh, favorite. That is songs. a phenomenal. Oh, so those those six minutes so filled with just so much like emotion. so much emotion swinging back and forth, back and forth. And it's like I think that like Good Kid, Mad City, like, and that's what I tell people a lot. Is um, it came out when I was like younger, I was in high school, mm-hmm. and so I knew I liked music, but I didn't know why I liked music yet. Like I wasn't really like I couldn't explain what it was. So I listened to it again as an adult, like maybe two years ago. I listened mm-hmm. to it cover to cover, and I was like, this is like I. It, it was like it's a story from yeah. like start to finish like it's a story and it's an yeah. elaborate story and every song like builds off of every song and it's just like he does that with every album like he has a new story yeah. for every album mm-hmm. and it's crazy because like the story like when you take all of like the art away and just like have the story itself it's a story that a lot of people like relate to yeah it like it's like a very common thing that like we all if it's not our story it's someone we know exactly and I right. think that right yeah I don't know his artistry is just like very one of a kind and mm-hmm. I think that's 
I do actually like Kendrick more than J. Cole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think he's better than J. Cole, but I think that I do like him more. And I just, I like his sound more. And I think that he just is so good at picking like so many different sounds, so many different like areas and dynamics of music and putting them into one piece. Yes. That a lot of people can't do that. Like they can't play like every song is different, but it goes together perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like not a lot of right. artists are good at that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a special, it's like a special way of like being able to, I think like not only approach music, but just be able to approach like, like you just have to have a wholly different like perspective Mm -hmm. and approach on things that just like is just not easy to come by. Like, I think when you look at like a, a, a Kanye or Kendrick or, whatever like yeah like there's just a way of being able to like the way that they see the world is uh like it's i i'm not gonna say that it's like you know some like higher form of seeing the world than somebody else it's just different and like in that like it provides a different approach to the music that i think you know comes out in terms of the like attention to detail that they give it and Mm -hmm. that impacts the quality um i think that like i mean for I think the thing with J. Cole for me is I'm like I I've been rocking with him for a while. Like I think mm-hmm. that the the like the songs that I like of his I really like. And but I I think what I sometimes miss with him is just the yeah I, yeah they, I mean at some level it's like yeah I miss some of that like world building kind of stuff that like sort of forces you to uh you know maybe like push your imagination or mm-hmm. perspective a that's little bit a, further that's a good way um, to that. which is like you know that's no i mean no fault to any artist who's like that's not the way that they kind of think or approach yeah. things but you yeah. know i think that for me is sometimes like where i sort of like kind of the ball stops a little bit with me for J. Cole, because I'm like, I, it's cool. <laughs> like, it's, it's cool. I, I think you're, that the other artists are like multifaceted as far as like art is concerned. Like, you can tell that their art doesn't just stop at music or just at hip hop. Like, mm-hmm. they just, you can tell like they are very like in tune with very, like, you know, various art forms. And even like thinking about like, you know, and obviously I know Kendrick isn't like the sole purpose, like sole person behind these, but like his visuals that go with his music are very like, they depict like other infamous like black art like mm-hmm. and it's just like okay I know that is you know like derived from this and he pays a lot of homage to like other forms of art especially black art which I think is like definitely where like he kind of stands apart in that way of, like of J. Cole. J. Cole is very like yeah like the artistry of hip-hop music he's really good at it but mm-hmm. I think that outside of hip-hop music that's like where his relationship to art kind of stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that's like not a bad thing yeah, yeah. I, I mean yeah like you know like he's a master at what he does yeah. so, like that's dope I don't think it's a bad thing but I think it's like a you know something worth noticing yeah I never thought about that I mean J. Cole does like have a lot of love for hip-hop basketball mm-hmm. other things but to say like he 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 mastered the hip-hop realm and hip-hop as a it's it's deep it's not like yeah, it's it's not it's not like a it's not a monolith like exactly yeah it, it's, it's expressive in different um forms but i do agree with that like kendrick can pay homage and um have like 
uh, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? He has like, I guess it's, he has like allegories, like other artworks yes. and other things yeah. and other stuff. Jayco definitely like picks apart hip hop mm-hmm. at every, every so, scene. Uh, every my scene. other critique of J. Cole, <laughs> <laughs> this is my biggest critique of J. Cole. This is this is the critique. I feel like if there's a critique for J. Cole, it's this. You don't have to rap about mass incarceration on a love song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't. Like you don't. And sometimes like it's okay for black people to just like be happy. Like yeah. you don't always have to be like, oh, life sucks. It's like, no, like actually, like historically, we use art, especially music, to escape that shittiness. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, we have to always be thinking about it. No, we don't. We don't. I promise, like it's okay sometimes to just like sing the love song with Miguel. Like it's okay. I swear. Wait, what's um come through and chill? Is he talking about mass incarceration? Yes. Oh, was he? Shoot. Let me the lyrics. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god, it's so like. And like the the song is really vibey, so I'm not like I never. I'm usually, I'm usually paying attention, <laughs> but he's talking about. But every like I feel like so often he's just like we're, <laughs> yeah. we're black and it's horrible. It's like yeah, J Cole, we know that. So can we like I don't know escape it a little bit? Like <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like you're at a party. <laughs> And some dude comes in and say, like, hey, y'all, y'all remember slavery? Like, right, it's like, it's like damn. Like, it's a birthday yeah. party. <laughs> From third grade really four, nice. like that. Oh, y'all my God. Yeah. <laughs> we know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm curious to see like what this uh, what the project sounds yeah, like. Like, I'm very he, excited. Yeah, because I, I feel like the last. I mean, at least for me personally, like the last mm-hmm. time that I really like heard from J Cole was during the like No Name uh, <laughs> <Yo>. discussion. <laughs> that was crazy. And No Name is another person who I'd be critiquing for the same thing. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love No Name. I've loved her. I saw her perform like for New Year's a few years ago. It mm-hmm. was super cool. But I'm like, No Name, like you a capitalist too, baby. <laughs> like you profit off of this too, okay? And the work you're doing is dope and it's important. And you got people out here reading like Asada yeah. and, you know, all these other really dope books. But uh, you a capitalist too, okay? And... Oh. <laughs> and I and and I think what uh I think was I mean cool in it is like she would be like yeah like the uh you know to essentially just be like yeah like critique me yeah please because <laughs> like the uh because yeah like these celebrities man like <laughs> yeah, I mean I think she I I'm pretty sure she probably would agree that she's capitalist because like capitalism inevitably is going to crash and burn mm-hmm. um so i know she knows she's a part of the system but like at this point there's no way to be a part of the system yeah 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 i'm very like a no ethical consumption or capitalism kind of person yeah and i'm like yeah i get totally. it i think that her could i kind of forget what happened it's been such a long time but i think that her critiques of j cole were um were real like i was mm-hmm. like yeah like i definitely agree with what you're saying um but at the same time i think it was just kind of like no name like there are bigger fish to fry like mm-hmm. i feel like being mad at j cole for not reading enough books is like lowest hanging fruit because i don't know like there are other things we could be putting our energy into yeah. instead of like what books j cole has read this month 
it's a valid critique but I don't know I just I feel like I mean to each his own if you're the kind of person where you're like I don't want to read books like okay like mm-hmm. don't talk about things you don't know about obviously like you right know. right but I feel like that wasn't really the case and I feel like she was just like ready to be mad at someone mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah that's real we, we talked about it before I, I like the response it was kind of simple mm-hmm. don't be dope dope um versus um, I, yeah, th- I think Jaco yeah. definitely had it coming, like not had it coming, but the response was, I feel like the response was worthy of mentioning or at least mm-hmm. saying like, Hey, like you said, there's bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's forget about this and mm-hmm. do that. I'm yeah, not, I, and I'm happy to stop at that too. Cause if we went back and forth. That's something I'd be like, okay, come on. Guys. Yeah. I guess not that deep. Uh-huh. Right. Right. And I think the, I mean, the, we talked about it a little bit, but like the like I felt like the fan reaction was probably the most yeah. interesting because like I mean it I feel like it very much showed just like the uh like within sort of celebrity culture, like at least our like personal investment in it, like yeah, for sure. how attached we are to like, it becomes like a sides thing rather than mm-hmm. it being about like, mm-hmm. what's the bigger discussion at play here? Like this is a, uh, like one, like I don't need to hear like white people's like critique in that moment. I'm like, <laughs> who's right? Who's wrong? Like, nah, well, yo, this no, is like, <laughs> yeah, like, this is, this is family business. Like let yeah. them talk it out and know that right. like, this is a discussion about like something, uh, something deeper here, but mm-hmm. like to you also like start to see just, uh, whether it be, um, you know, like the sort of patriarchal responses in that mm-hmm. or, um, you know, or even just that, like, yeah, that sort of sense of like, I got to protect this person because like, I'm a fan or enjoy their music. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not the point. Like, <laughs> the mm-hmm. point has, is and has always been like, the like, oppression that each of them in their different ways, like, speak yeah. to, but yeah. like, we have... <laughs> ultimately in the midst of this discussion like shifted it to like i'm on no name side i'm mm-hmm. on j cole's side mm-hmm. when yeah. like that was never the point of it the point. yeah definitely crazy um also to mention another person since we talked about kendrick um tde is apparently dropping a slew of albums they i think top dog or someone in the in their camp uh, slated that um, I think Isaiah Rashad's gonna drop soon, which I'm very excited. I think SZA's going to. She's had a lot of singles. Sis, they showed pictures yeah. of SZA and Isaiah, yeah, um, Abso, and uh, Ooh, I love Abso. The one we've been Kendrick. Like they showed, he has, he might possibly drop pretty soon. Yo, uh, that which, would be which, exciting. Which would be really dope if we get drops this year from Kendrick, um, J Cole, Drake, assumably. Yeah, yeah. The certified lover boy. Damn, it's gonna feel like 2010 again. It's gonna feel good. It's gonna I like I even though I'm not the biggest fan of Drake stated before on this podcast, is I'm not gonna be remiss to say it's a cultural moment when he drops an album. For sure. It's, for sure. If you stop what you're doing, to you need to go listen to it. Yeah, it's I'm not like I always say, like, oh yeah, I, I don't really listen to Drake, but if he comes on, I'm not gonna like 
I haven't really like uh, seeked out a Drake album. Yeah, it's fair. It's, it's and I don't even know what the last album was. Wow. Honestly, yeah. Like, so you, you let it go over your if it comes to you that's when you'll listen mm-hmm. to it but like i don't I, yeah i don't like oh i heard drake up new album like i'm gonna listen to it no oh, like i let it i usually just end up being with someone they're like listening to it and i'm like mm. oh this must be that this must be that new drake music like, I'm not about. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like okay cool i'm like the i'm like the exact opposite <laughs> <laughs> like, <we're> like, <laughs> Alex has Alex sent a Drake leak like like last uh, year. What do you have? Because what what was it? The scary hour stuff or yeah, which I yeah, it was like a uh no, nah, it was mostly like what was that song he did? Not pop star, but um damn, I'm blanking on it. It was the one where like it was like. Like his voice was different. Like he had like a different. Uh, Is it bad? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I don't even have a but. song in my head. <laughs> like, there's nothing but vibes in here. I'm like, I have no idea. She's about to start doing headlines. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, I'm like, I think because it is such a cultural moment, like mm-hmm. for me, like when there is that Drake drop, I'm like, Yo, I want to hear. I want to like. I want to see the response. Like, I want to hear what people are like. Do you like go get in your car and drive around to hear it, or do you just like listen to it in your room? Nah, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, because it drops at midnight. Like, I'm probably already like in bed, like yeah. <laughs> about to go to sleep. But, but then I'm like, let me just tw- let me let this ride. Album twelve for an album drops at twelve o'clock. Alex will text me four minutes later. He's like. Album was fire. Like, was Yo, like, stop, bro. Stop, <laughs> stop, bro. Yeah. This Drake, I was he. <laughs> Yo, goaded. Goaded. This <laughs> is the whole album in four minutes. I'm like, damn. Uh, my, uh, it's funny, though, because, like, I think for me, like, growing up, like, because Drake was such a large part of, like, kind of, you know, our hip hop consumption at that time, like, early for on, sure. like, mm-hmm. uh, it's cool. It's it's kind of cool now. Like my little brother is like, wow. as soon as there's like a Drake single or like a Drake album that drops, he's like FaceTiming me. He's oh. like, yo, you heard that new Drake? And <laughs> I'm like, that's crazy. Just like the generational mm-hmm. like shift, yeah, which is, I mean, a testament. To like, been, yeah. Oh. Nah, I just, I think it's like that stay, like staying power. Like yeah. it's crazy. That's exactly like, what I was going to say. He's great yeah. at staying relevant and, and whatever he does, he like changes with the time. Like he's yeah. really good at adapting to like what the young kids are doing. Like that little uh, TikTok song he had during quarantine mm-hmm. to get his little uh, quarantine coins. Mm-hmm. Brilliant yes. idea. Brilliant idea. Like, probably pay for he stayed mortgage. relevant. He was like, all right, I make the most of the kids are at home. Mm-hmm. They're on TikTok. Let's, right, oh, right. let's get in the stew. <laughs> So yeah, he, he's really good at being relevant. And I feel like there aren't a lot of artists that are good at that. I mm-hmm. feel like, let's see, Drake, obviously Beyonce is great at it. Mm-hmm. Kanye think, is really uh, good at staying I think, relevant. I think Travis Scott is, and I was just reading his article that he did with uh, he did with Adweek. And his whole, like, I don't know if y'all saw, but he was essentially just like, I don't really like, I don't really believe in like branding and marketing <laughs> and like a lot of people are just like 
That's so funny because like he is branding and marketing. Right. <laughs> like he is the, like every aspect of what he does is mm-hmm. that. Branding, like right. he may not use the language, but like you put McDonald's his name on something. Club, exactly. Yeah, McDonald's, McDonald's Club, Fortnite like, concert. Mm-hmm. Like bro. Nike Jordan. <laughs> but I mean, he definitely knows like the hot spots and it's like i feel like he aligns himself well mm-hmm. with like the things that are hot but not in a way to where it feels sort of, of you know like fully gimmicky mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure i feel like travis scott will have some longevity i think he'll i think he'll be relevant for maybe not like in the same way that drake has like always said relevant through mm-hmm. all, like through decades but i think that um decades. i literally for like yeah, decades yes. literally Maybe not a bunch of decades, but, but it's been a decade. At least one. Yeah. <laughs> he was having songs with Jay Z and Kanye and some of the when they were still hip-hop. like, yeah, right. right, you know, bread and butter, literally. Yeah. Like, I feel, um, I feel like Travis doesn't have like a, and this may be unfair, but I'm like, I feel like he, he doesn't have like a, I don't know, like a strong, I don't know, point of view is the right word, like. I'm almost like, what is it that you're like, what is it that you're you're trying to say at times? Because I feel like the whole like him as a uh, him as a brand or like him as an experience is like very attractive to people, like Mm -hmm. to be in kind of that like live setting or to follow along with the different shit he does. Like he creates like this whole world around him. But I feel like from a Maybe it's just like from a lyrical standpoint or anything like that. Like, there's not a whole lot <laughs> to like latch on to. Okay, that's a good point because I think that Travis Scott has good music. It's not like in my regular rotation, mm-hmm. but definitely like it has its purpose, its time where I like listen to it. Um, was my full circle thought? <laughs> oh my God. You just, hey, show love to Travis Scott. That's it. That's no, it was like, uh oh i know travis oh no i know i know him but like i experienced <laughs> I travis right we're actually cousins yeah. um, <laughs> that's, that's my family celebrity but no nah, uh like i my experience like my relationship with travis scott is mostly like the outside things outside of his music it's not mm. like his music now his concerts look crazy like yeah. i would definitely love maybe like when i work on my anxiety a little better in the future to go to one <laughs> i but, went to like, i went to the one at the shop and it was really? uh, it was tight it, it was, was fun tight. it they seem yeah. like they're a really good time but what i know of him is mostly like his brand like, yeah <laughs> literally like i know like my experience of him is more so of his brand rather than his music his music is dope i really like it yeah but it's i like you were kind of saying like i don't know i feel like it i mean i feel like that too yeah, like actually. it comes through mm-hmm. in his like that whole you know like what you're describing of like it's sort of the things around him like i mm-hmm. feel like that shows in the music too because like it's not that he i feel like he doesn't center his music like on the lyrics but like yeah the you know whether it's like him using like his voice as an instrument or Mm -hmm. like bringing in like different i mean like sicko mode's cool for the fact like it sounds cool and like you get this like sort of iconic drake verse Mm -hmm. at the end of it uh and obviously like the beat switch like there are different like elements of that song that like aren't necessarily like Travis's lyrics, but sort of the structure of the song and like where Drake comes in. But yeah, I feel like the, 
he's a different kind of artist and like he's not your he's just not your traditional hip-hop artist which i think is just like an interesting like sort of flow of kind of the times and like how music is evolving is like yeah you know it's it's while lyrics are still probably important to um you know a, a pocket of people and probably will always be important at some level like there are different ways where you can approach it to where like the music can still be iconic but <laughs> not necessarily like need to be rooted in sort of what you say on the track mm. Mm. That's like, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. That's real. I definitely think that he's a really like good embodiment of what music, hip hop is like kind of becoming. It's kind yeah. of like what like our like dads and like our uncles are like, oh, this sucks. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think Travis Scott is a great so example is. of that because it's like, I think that right now in hip hop, like the where it is right now with like current people, maybe not all current people, but I think like people who cater to people a little bit younger than us even mm-hmm. uh, it's more about the sound and like the production of the music rather than like what they're saying hence like kids love mumble rap kids mm-hmm. love drill you know where like it's really like the sound it's the feeling you get from listening to the music more than it is about like what they're actually saying like you were saying and mm-hmm. I think that he's great at like demonstrating like that new wave of like hip-hop that's kind of like coming out yeah yeah he saw i mean he sort of paved i mean paved the way paved the way yeah yeah you know i I think it's for for sure giving an appreciation to like a lot of the past like production Mm -hmm. like because we see like knife wonder and um mad lib like with freddie gibbs like them getting the the shine that they yeah i think that production is uh i don't want to say like it like kind of fizzled out like in this like weird in between era between like Mm -hmm. the early 2000s and now but I think that that wasn't like the biggest focus of like hip-hop music and now it's starting to come back we see like um you know like you said like Freddie Gibbs Mm -hmm. working with um Alk and Mm -hmm. all of these like people who are like actually like the production is like a really important yeah. component and like really emphasizing that like this is important because obviously there are people like Drake, there are people like Kanye who've always had phenomenal production. Correct. But that most of like the other like, you know, I hate to say it, but like one hit wonders or like mm-hmm. short career people, like it was kind of like, here's my song, here's my chorus, goodbye. Yeah. If you, if you, I mean, if you listen to production, like it's very simple. A lot of these songs have like probably four different sounds to it, mm-hmm. but they're still like, pretty fire. big they're fire yeah. they're strong but like yeah. not to put it against them because if you can make a fire song with four different sounds and shoot you earn no that, yeah. that's dope Go like on. if you can do yeah. that that's crazy but like you were saying like these jay-z's drake's um kendrick's have like multiple instruments multiple multiple sounds multiple things yeah. and like and one song and one song i was listening are, right. to it never clicked in my head but the story of oj is anina mm-hmm. simone um sample mm. and it didn't click in my head until I was listening to my Nina Simone record the other day and I was like oh wow like this song uh, is completely about like being yeah. black but like in a very different way than OJ mm-hmm. took it and, or than yeah. uh, Jay-Z took it and it was just like oh wow like I love having like those like little like aha moments and like it's being beautiful. like oh wow like yeah people actually like produce shit and they care about it yeah and, <laughs> totally, totally. that's like, like my story right through it yeah and I love how like artists are able to take even like a song like you know when you hear like Nina Simone's song I think it's called Four Women and then when you hear um, the story of OJ like they sound almost identical like, they didn't really change the yeah. sound mm-hmm. at all um, in the chorus but 
um it's crazy how you can take like the same song and like just flip it into something like mm-hmm. totally different which i feel like right yeah. now we're seeing a lot of experimenting in production with that a lot yeah. of even like mm-hmm. alchemists and you know people who have like similar sounds and like paying a lot of homage yeah. to you know music from the 60s 70s um they take like these iconic sounds and they turn it into something like completely brand new yeah. but it's still that iconic sound yeah. and it's just totally, like totally okay it's a beautiful i like mix. what you did it's here yeah 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 <laughs> and, uh, our generation because we have we we have so much love for like our 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 predecessors our past yeah i definitely think that our age specifically has mm-hmm. like this really dope thing going on yeah. we're like the old like the old the old we love the, but also like we're, we're accepting of new technology too yeah so like having yeah. that and we mix it at all it's all yeah. there it's great <laughs> i mean we've been like i mean if, if you think about it like we've been fed nostalgia as mm-hmm. sort of like the <laughs> kind of like the the thing to aspire to like i mean even to just think about like all the movies that get like recreated or, you know, sequels added on like so much later on, like there's not a whole lot of like, let's make this like new thing. Um, I'm not gonna say like, there's none of that, but like there's a whole lot of like, hey, let's like return and like give people this sense of like, what once was and you know not that that's like i mean it's it's capitalism capitalizing but like it mm-hmm. you know it's very much like it shows up i feel like in mm-hmm. the music and sort of how we like approach things too of just yeah. being like all right let me you know i like this certain set of like colors or like let me pick up this like piece from like the thrift shop because like it you know, it's like, I remember seeing like my dad or my uncle wearing something like that, or like, mm-hmm. you know, even in just like the records that get sampled, it's all like, it's, it's all really cool. Just from like a sort of observational <laughs> like standpoint, just to be like, yo, that's, it's wild how all these different, uh, you know, all these different layers <laughs> or like instances in the world kind of show up in so many different places. So I think like kind of going off of what you said, but kind of maybe from a little bit of a different perspective, I feel like our, like, I think give or take like five, 10 years, um, this like awkward like generation of like Gen Z and uh, like millennials, we're in a nostalgia chokehold. Mm-hmm. And I made this, yeah. uh, I made this critique mostly of fashion because um, I've noticed a lot of like, we're really into like this set, uh, like 90s and especially right now, like early 2000s, like a lot of the fashion is like in that space. Yeah. But um, I'm like, okay, but like, what's next? Like, how are we being futuristic? Because the 2000s fashion that you're like, mock or you know like re mm-hmm. recycling was like futuristic as shit <laughs> like it was like well, Look, thinking you. about like missy elliott thinking about busta rhymes <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. shit was like yeah. whoa so i'm like when do we get that like what's next like i'm ready for like totally. i love the nostalgia i love paying homage uh-huh. even going way way back i love all of that but i want to see what's next right yeah i'm right. waiting for the moment to where that marcus houston See through. <laughs> I'm waiting for the yo. Yo, let me yo. know. Somebody brought it to prom. There's no. I need no. the uh, bro. I need the Michael Jordan jeans, man. Oh, just, my. just wide leg. Extra, uh, extra the Canadian tuxedo with Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. Why? Yo, 
Who wore to prom this year? Who wore to prom this year? Who wore? I want to like, see because I, I, I know see someone it. had to. Uh, someone I'm gonna, did. I'm gonna get a denim sure. fedora. Watch. I'm telling you, a denim fedora with the with the fur. Uh, Yo, couple nice levels. Ed Hardy for Dead of Fedora. Nice that. level. Mm. But no, I think there's definitely like a uh I don't know. It feels like just society at large. Like there's sort of like an imagination deficit, which is like uh I, I think Social we media. see it like yeah. I mean you see it show up politically, like you see it show up where it's like, how can we imagine a world beyond like police how can we imagine a world beyond like the current structures that are in place like what you know there's there's it feels like there is a (laughs) almost like this sort of wall for a lot of this because of you know kind of what we've been in where I'm like to even begin to like start to look towards like you know what could kind of a a future unlike what we've known hold like that's the kind of thing that i'm like man to see that start to manifest in music to see that start to manifest in fashion and art is like those are the places where it's almost gonna have to manifest because like art has always been that you know like literally so i'm it's yeah it's it's interesting i feel like this yeah this time is such a uh this time is such a interesting one because like yeah you can like continue to sort of play into kind of the the pain points of the moment and you know do your like little baby like <laughs> you know like recreation of uh police violence performances and all this other stuff or you can just be like let me let me see how i can channel like imagine like be able to bring imagination like into art first maybe, black cookout like, when we're really free yeah what does that joy look like like what music is playing what are we wearing like totally Ooh, who's cooking literally, what literally that's what i think about and so I, I definitely love that you said that like um I, I i'm also like really excited to see art outside of and again kind of like going back to like the j cole critique uh i want to see art specifically like black art outside of um like melancholy outside of oppression like i want to see like think outside the box think about like because obviously like we're in a like the things we are complaining about now the things we're working towards now like we've been working towards for decades Mm -hmm. literally for generations and so I think that, again, like one of the things that art, like in creating art as Black people, it was like a form of escapism. So thinking about like in the 90s, like the new Black era, when people started wearing, or like uh, like the HBCU pride, the Pan-African like looking clothes, you know, that aesthetic, right. there was so much happening at that point in time, you know, like Magic Johnson was like, hey, like I have this disease mm-hmm. and, you know, um, there's a lot of like uh, uh, the LA riots are going on, like mm-hmm. all of these like, huge devastating big changes are happening in society um and we have like this entirely new like aesthetic that came out of it um you know this like new sense of pride and so i think that right now we're definitely like in the turn of something like we're having kind of like a repeat of all of these crazy things are going on like we're in a pandemic a what a what you know and we still have all of these other things like that come along with just being black in america or black in the world even Mm -hmm. and so 
you know, I'm excited to see like what kind of when we can, ex- when we can like remove ourselves from just depicting what mm-hmm. this experience is and thinking about mm-hmm. what this experience could be like we did in the nineties, like we have in other generations with the Renaissance and all of these things. Like I'm excited to see what that will look like. I'm kind of excited for a new black Renaissance. Like, yes. and I think that we're on the brink of it. Yes. And I'm very, I, I just want us to like keep pushing and keep going and really just like yeah. get mm-hmm. and just like let it happen. I think that because we're in this nostalgia so, like, uh, chokehold, we're a little bit kind of scared. Mm-hmm. We're kind of like, this right. is comfortable. We know what to expect because we've done this before. I'm right. like, no, we need to branch out and just like let it happen. Yeah. Let this new way yeah. come. Because yeah. we, we, we're aware that art, uh, Black art specifically is part of the revolution. Like we know that this can-, can Art fuels the revolution. Yeah. Art is what translates what's happening in the world to the masses. Exactly. Like, totally. Yeah. And I, feel, and I feel like it's a, like the, yeah, it's it's almost like, all right, less of the uh kind of trauma co- co-opting yeah like co-opting of the movement to like make <laughs> you know make money in a sense and more of the like yo let's actually cast vision towards like mm-hmm. not even like a you know like a, a capitalistic future for black people but just like a future where like actual freedom and yeah liberation and like you know all the beauty like detached from the the different systems of harm that we know like Mm -hmm. what does that look like what does it look to look like to create art with that in mind like what you know what kind of what kind of world do we want to be in like how do we then describe that to people in a way that like it is you know it feels like joyous for them to kind of hear and listen to so yeah yeah, it's a it's i mean it's such a it's such an interesting time and in it there's a lot to like you know kind of roll our eyes at but i'm also like man there's a lot of opportunity in it too and and opportunity in the sense of like how can yeah what is what's this new world look like how can we share it through art i was in new orleans um for almost most of April and one of my last days there there was this museum that I wanted to go to I forget what it's called I think it's like the B museum or something like that I don't remember but um it was like a black owned museum and it's like inside of a warehouse and it just like looks phenomenal I'm like I have to go before I leave and Wednesdays were like free for students so I was like all right it's my time to shine so I go I go and um there's like different areas of the warehouse and so the first two um we're very much so like trauma porn, like mm-hmm. ah, we're black, our kids can't go to school because they're like shot on the way there. Mm-hmm. And, right. you, know, you know, here's some history and here's some other stuff, yeah. you know? And I think that those things are all cool. I don't think they're as thought provoking anymore because it's just a kind of repetitive. We just keep seeing the same thing recreated yeah. differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like the back room was so dope. <laughs> Like you walk through these clouds and it was like clouds and lights and you walk through. And again, it's a lot of trauma porn back there, but there were like two installations and one was like a kid's bedroom from like the eighties. And mm-hmm. it was so cool. It was like, had like the dollhouse and the video games and like the posters. And I was like, this is so sweet. And then the other one was just like this huge projection of like an artist doing a collage. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of like made the, collage like video into oh, a collage oh. and like projected it like and there's like these like trees like built around it. it was so cool and I was just like 
this is what I came here for. Yeah. Like, I'm fuck the trauma porn. I'm tired of seeing mm-hmm. trauma porn. I don't want to see that. I want to see something right. new. I want to see something innovative. I want to see something that like gets me yeah. excited and like makes me think and like makes me like, oh, like this encouraged me to like want to go home and make art myself. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I felt the same way when I went to uh, um, African American Museum of Art in um, DC. I went there um, about a year or two ago uh, with my brother. And it was kind of the same thing. Like, it was Slavery. wild. Cause, like, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, it was a separate section. It, it didn't start off of it. But the line to get into that section was so long. Like, that's what everyone. That's interesting. That's what yeah. everyone wanted to see. But, like, like, there's a section that I really appreciated a lot. It was, like, showing music and stuff. Like, different instruments used around um, the times. Mm-hmm. And, like, they showed, like, the NPC J. Dilla used and, like, like other different instruments, oh, that's like tight. bongos, different things like that. And I was looking around, See, like, yo, this that's is, cool. This is fire. That's right. cool. So, right. so I don't cool. need to go to the museum and see slave ships. Like, yeah. I know what those look like. Yeah. I right. know that it happened. Right. It's important to remember those things happen. Yeah. And of course, like, we should always, you know, keep history intact and, and you know, and have our own narrative of our experience. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like there are so many other aspects yeah. of being black. Black blackness is not a monolith. Like, let me see the whole like spectrum of blackness. Yeah, we I want to yeah, see. Like, yeah. I want to see yeah. the goth black kids. Mm-hmm. I want to see the emo black kids. I want to see like all of it. Yeah. I want to see the like, country kids. The anime black kids. The anime black kids. <laughs> I want to see like I, I just. I Yo, there's got to so be a black dope. anime museum. Like, bro, there has yeah. to be. Speaking of, um, um, if there's um, not, Flying Lotus, um, producer, dope Prince producer, oh, Kendrick, he has this um, black anime out right now. I haven't checked it out, but it's on Netflix. I did see. I did. I haven't seen it, but I, I heard it has great that. music, great, great um, did visuals. Did you guys ever see? Um, What's that TV show on HBO? Um, I'm blanking. It was so trippy and stupid and weird, but it was so good to watch. Was it recent? No, it was like two years ago. Euphoria? Uh, no. Let me oh. think about it. Come back to me later. Okay. But it was a good <laughs> show, and it was because like it it was just oh um fly fly. I know because I watched it. Like it was like it was super weird. Like every episode had like a point, but then like they it was just like you had to really uh, follow it to get the yes, yeah, like because um, I remember the, the cover. It was like a guy with like no eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm, Random acts of flyness. Random acts of flyness. Random acts of flyness. If you've ever seen heard, that, check it. it out. I didn't see it. I gotta it see is it. so like, it kind of feels like there's no point and you're just watching things aimlessly for a mm-hmm. long time. But in the end, like it usually like Coco said, it has a point. Yeah. But that was like really fresh and cool. And yeah. I also accidentally ran into, like literally bumped into the guy wow. at Afropunk. And I was like, you look like me. Like, we took a picture and, like, we literally look like we could be siblings. Like, there she go again. No, no, no. Like, wait, okay. I promise you, know, this time, this time, this time. Everybody this time, family. Like, Everybody I'm going to show you a picture. I'm going to have to dig up the picture. I'm sure I have it somewhere. Like, we actually look the same. Like, I was like, this is really weird. And I was like, hey, you do random acts of flyness. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's, a That's a love right there. Damn. Wow. Yeah, if you guys want to meet black people, like cool, like famous, like not really, but famous black people, go to Afropunk. Oh, yeah, Another shameless that. plug that I'm not getting yeah. paid for. But I definitely should get paid for Afropunk if nothing else. You know, sponsor her. Afropunk, Please. fly her out. Please. 
Afropunk New York or Afropunk? Is there Afropunk Atlanta? There's an Afropunk everywhere. Wow. <laughs> You're lucky yeah. to be Afropunk. Afropunk actually. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Love Afropunk see Youngstown. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't even know where Youngstown is. <laughs> Everyone's from Youngstown, though. Everyone's from Youngstown. <laughs> Everyone's like, if you're never from, it's like, I'm from Youngstown. I'm from Cleveland. I'm from Xenia. Okay, cool. Shout out Xenia. Wow. What's the population? Shout out Xenia. But yeah, I'm from New York. Oh, hey. Check it out. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yo, we should do like a man on the street segment. <laughs> that would be a good yeah. though. That would be, be wild. That would be dope. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Damn. Well, episode two. Episode two. I'm so glad I could be here. This is now the Alex and Koku Amicator. <laughs> yes. Yeah, honestly. Honestly, that's how we want every guest to feel. You know? Yes. Like, One, I the should. door is the door's open. Come back whenever. Anytime. You know, you can Anytime. get drinks out the fridge. You ain't got to ask. Like, okay. Ooh. Get your own cup. You know, okay. Take like, your coat off. Stay yeah. alive. Take your coat off. <laughs> Look, uh, man, I feel like we always forget to talk about some things because, like, it happens at a weird time. But uh, shout out to Lil Nas X because he released that. Um, yeah. Call me, by, call me by your name. Is that a different yep. Wait, movie? Is yep. that the thing where he's like, dancing on the yeah. pole and people are like freaking oh, out tripping. never watched yes. it i'll go home and watch it yeah though. um music video is tight it's fun very fire um what else um i feel like we might be missing a couple of, i just feel like you know what has happened like it's, it's a lot's happened since i know i know so so much has just to throw um, it out um oh man well i guess we'll talk about it next week then yeah <laughs> no i was trying to think i was like I can't remember if I mean there was that Isley Brothers Earth Wind and Fire versus Oh yeah, which was cool. I didn't realize Isley Brothers were from Ohio, which was cool. a um, lot of funk, a lot of funk yeah, in Ohio. yeah. Ohio is like so, the birthplace of funk. Shout out, shout out Ohio. Earth Wind and Fire, Isley Brothers, Ohio, Young Sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they from Xenia. They're from Xenia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else. I think that's it. I think that's it. At least so we can, like, as soon as we press end, you're like, oh. I'm pretty sure SWV and someone else has a verse is coming up Ooh, this week. That should be fun. Should be good. Shout out. Um, I know this is probably widely known, but um, that SWV song where they have that flip of um, the Michael Jackson mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. Pharrell produced that. And oh, yeah. Like his his voice is like S- you can hear him at w- the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. him. That's like widely known now. But I always think that's cool. I like I love for real. Also, uh, I don't SWV made me think of him, but three uh, LW. Y'all remember them? Yeah. They uh. Wow. Well, I was like, I what? just had the realization the other day. I haven't heard that in years. <laughs> I was watching uh, one of their music videos came on mm-hmm. MTV Classics, and then I was like. Wait, they were the cheetah girls. Mm, like they were straight up. They just like kicked out the darker girl and then like <laughs> replaced her with Raven, which is That's a it. whole nother conversation. Uh but Kanye has a yeah. line on um selfish. Um where he says I switched my girls around like 3L dub, which is very <laughs> very oh, accurate. Wow. Very accurate, yeah. Um, something something gets CL love. Uh, I switch I switch my girls around like three L dub, but 
He wasn't lying because they switched her out. They swapped her out. But then like when I think when they like in terms of like 3LW even outside of like Cheetah Girls, like they got rid of her and then like replaced her with a white girl. Yeah, they <laughs> they washed her messy. out. It's messy. It's messy. Who's the girl who made that other like 2000s hip hop song? She remade it. She was like Fifth Harmony or something was her name. The dark skin girl, oh. they were like, she treated me bad. Or they treated me bad. What's her name? K- not Kaylani. Jeez. Yeah, Kaylani. <laughs> Kaylani is not a dark skin girl. Damn. <laughs> I don't know her name, but yeah, I feel like there's always that story. You know, I'm going to, before we wrap up, I'm going to out myself and say, that you, wait, you don't have to. No, I, I, I think I need, to, I need to write my wrong. Okay, okay, okay. Yo, I need to write my wrong. Kayla's trying to get canceled on the <laughs> I did not know until last year that there used to be four Destiny ch- children. Whoa. I didn't know. Siblings? <laughs> four Destiny, Destiny siblings. siblings? Oh. I didn't know that. I wait, just knew Kelly, was... Michelle, and Beyonce. And there was that one girl who Beyonce didn't like. Was it Latoya? Was it Latoya in Destiny's Child? Latoya Luckett? No or was idea that something what her else? Name was. Totally. She's irrelevant. I, I mean, I, I do know the, I don't think, it's sad to say the majority of people don't know the four. I person. also didn't know that, I learned this like during quarantine. Huh? Ray J was Brandy's brother. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. I never put it Yo, together. Ray J? I never oh, put I it together. One I was wish. like, why is, he, <laughs> why is this corny guy who pushes girls in the pools always with Brandy? <laughs> I get a life. You know, okay. I'm about to say just my favorite Ray J reference is just that Vince Staples interview with Rosenberg and Tyler the Creator when <laughs> he has that like Vince Staples theory or the uh, the Ray J theory. Have y'all watched that? I I've seen the I've seen them freestyle, but I don't remember the theory. There's like a if you let I'll send the YouTube link after, yeah, but there's like this whole thing where he's like. Ray J is the most important like figure in hip hop. Mm. You like Kanye West, you like Brandy. Ray J had a part in all that, and like he just goes out <laughs> as like old thing, and then like Tyler is just like freaking out the whole time. Rosenberg's <laughs> like feeding him on. It's 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 incredible. <laughs> um, I also want to mention one last thing because <laughs> for some reason I was listening to Life Jennings like three weeks ago. S E X. I was gonna send you that song because I was like, you remember this? And that song was so weird and dark and like so weird. It's like no, like that 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 song itself is contraception. That song like was. Who is this? Mike Jennings, you know that like it must be nice. (laughs) Yeah, that song called SES. We talking about. I just love that his name had a Y in it. Like that was was incredible. Life Jennings. Have like y'all heard the, the song by, name. I think his name is Sean Theory, called Biracial? <laughs> Logic. You know what? <laughs> She's biracial. <laughs> Logic's bumping her right now. Logic's like... <laughs> y'all should go listen to that. Listeners. Logic and Adonis hopping on the remix. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. That's enough. But episode two, season two, Alice Kobe podcast. Thank you so much, Michaela. Thank for you joining for joining this me. chaos. Thanks um, for entrusting. Oh yeah, my of abilities. It's, it's been a long time coming. Truly, it's, truly, it happened last season. But you know, this season we're trying to make it as best as we can make it. So 
We're giving the best. Well, football. you started off strong. Yeah, you're our first guest. So shit. It's is it's downhill from here, man. It yeah, can only downhill. go downhill from here. I'm first 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 first. Everyone after me, the bar is in heaven. Wow. And I truly hope that, you know. And now we got to take the stripper pole down the hill. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm about to do the splits. Watch out. Who is below me? Hey, bro. Let me go before. Yeah. <laughs> <You're a brick>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm your co-host. Like I said at the beginning, Kokula Samoa, Kenny Samoa. You can find me on Instagram, SoundCloud, K-E-N-I, then Samoa, like the cookie. Pretty easy to find. I have a lot of weird profile pics as of late, but- um, True. Yeah. Can, I, I, can, you share, can you share a little bit about that? Um, so I'm a, I'm a known Shake and Amir fan, and I think Amir Blumenfeld is probably a hilarious actor and writer. So- he has a, a Twitter page back in 2013 called USA Rice, where he just like tweets like weird stuff. And one of the pictures of him was just looking sad. And I spent like an hour laughing at that at like 12 a.m. And I had to make it my profile pic. It's, di- it's different now because like people kept saying, yo, please change your profile pic. <laughs> Is it Dr. Umar now? <laughs> yeah, it was Dr. Umar for a second. Yo, <laughs> you got to make it Sebi Alfredo Bowman, bro. <laughs> Literally. Yo, shout out Dr. Semi. You know he's a fit. <laughs> he's Broccoli not a fan. Broccoli is not real. He's not real. This nigga is a fraud. He has a whole book that's like broccoli, fake. <laughs> Carrots, fake. It's like, Dr. Semi, what am I supposed to eat? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> like, Dr. Semi. Air. <laughs> Filter oh feed. Oh, my God. But um, yeah, they made a of vegetables. <laughs> Yo, let Dr. Sebi see cauliflower, he'll be pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> Yo, but if he sees buffalo cauliflower, Yo. it's over. Uh, Damn, uh, white people are in their bag with that one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, check me out. Um, Alex, where can they find you? I mean, y'all know. Just, just Google. You have the most, you have the most simple name. Alex the most Lewis. basic name. <laughs> Yo, like your your um, first and last name is almost an anagram of each other. Like you're like it's weird. ridiculous. Um, I'm at Lewis Alex ten number ten on uh across all the socials, and so. Alex yeah. is still on Clubhouse, so find him on that. <laughs> I am Alex Lewis on Clubhouse because I got on early, but then everybody left, so yeah. it don't even matter anymore. But it don't matter. you know, yeah, check me out, Michaela. Uh, Where can you find me? Uh, don't find me on social media. Hey, keep her hidden. <laughs> Anonymous. You just hear the sultry tones. You don't get to see uh, the face. But uh, my phone number is... Yo, yo, wait, 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 wait. Oh, 8,004. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my Jones on the low. Yeah, you know, I was scared. Yeah, I thought you were really about to drop your number. I was like, yo. No, no, no. I was yeah, like, damn, let's see what else we can have her drop on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> social security. I'm about to write you. Got your social, your address. <laughs> I'm about to scam. 82 Wallaby Way. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but my social media is uh, I only have Instagram, Michaela Luther King. Yes. Follow her if you want to see the of your imagination. <laughs> I do have a dream or two. I'm okay interlude. I love it. Yeah. Shout out Justin. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, thank you once again for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Of course, it's been a lovely time. Thank you, listeners, for um, enjoying or joining in on our another week of enduring the (laughs) Alex and Koku podcast. (laughs) I imagine it's hard to listen to (laughs) because it's us just being. I'm so glad this episode will be easier for you to listen to. And every subsequent episode will be easy to listen to because Michaela's joining our, our ranks. Yeah, so. exactly. Alex and Coco and Michaela. <laughs> Stay tuned. Rebranding. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Peace.